Welcome, friends, to Sipping on the Sabbath for this 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, also known as World Day of the Poor. We recommit ourselves to serving those who have not, but also helping those who have nots. The theme for this uh, World Day of the Poor comes from the book of Tobit. Do not turn your face away from anyone who is poor. And in our culture today, there are many types of poverty, material poverty, emotional poverty, social poverty. But specifically, the Lord Jesus uses the gospel that we have today, Matthew 25, as we're racing towards the end of a liturgical year in anticipation of the first Sunday of Advent, only a few weeks away, to speak to us about spiritual poverty. We're told, again in today's Gospel, Matthew 25, that the Master distributed his property to some of his servants, and to one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, and to a third he gave one talent. And we can take that word, talent, and we can understand it figuratively, literally, and traditionally. And that should come as no surprise to you that we have three different ways of looking at the word talent. First of all, figuratively, it speaks about the talents that the Lord has blessed us with in life. The talent to speak, the talent to write, the talent to build a house, the talent to design a computer a program, the talent to play a musical instrument. Literally, however, a talent referred to a weight of metal, usually silver. And so when the master in the gospel today gave to three of his servants five talents, two talents, and one talent, he was giving them a particular weight of silver. And whether it is the talents that we have received from the Lord in our life or the talents that the servants were given in today's gospel, they need to be developed. Now, a talent is, in today's money, about $500 worth of silver. So if I was to receive a talent that needed to be developed, well, what could I do with it? Maybe I could make it into, I don't know, four horseshoes and sell those for $1,000. Or maybe I could take that talent of silver and use it to make medical instruments and sell that for $5,000. Or maybe I could take that talent of silver and form it into balance springs and very expensive watches and sell them for $50,000. Regardless of what we do, with the talent that we have received, whether it be figuratively or literally, they need to be developed. And we need courage. We need ingenuity. We need industry. We need forward thinking. We need to be like the capable wife that's spoken of in the first reading we have today from Proverbs. She herself, opens her hands to the poor, and she reaches out her hands to the needy. And she is praised not only because she helps those who have not, and again, on this World Day 
of the poor. We recommit ourselves to helping the poor. But she is also praised because she did not have knots. K-N-O-T-S. And I'll speak more about this uh, towards the end. Uh, just stay with me here. Work with me. Uh, this makes sense in my mind. <laughs> and I hope towards the end you'll come to see how it makes sense in your own mind, in your own heart. God has given us different gifts. He's given us different talents. It's not how many talents we have received. Instead, it's how we use them that matters. God, our Heavenly Father, is not a God who rejoices in seeing us fail. Doesn't set us up to fall flat on our face. He never demands of us abilities that we do not have. What was the determining factor and how many talents each of these servants in the gospel were given. Scripture says that he, the master, entrusted his property to them, each according to his ability. Again, God our Heavenly Father is not so unreasonable as to expect the impossible from us. He doesn't set us up for failure. We are not equal in talent, but we can be equal in effort. It's the knot of fear, K-N-O-T, the knot of fear that hinders us from stepping out in faith and exercising the talent that we have been given. What is the reward for stepping out? What is the reward for a job well done. Master says to the five-talent guy and the two-talent guy, well done. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. There's a parallel uh, gospel account in Luke of a master putting his servants in charge of cities. You have been faithful looking after five cities. I'll give you charge of five more cities. You've been faithful in these few things. You get more things. You think, well, wait a minute. Why did I bust my butt to be so industrious and creative? And why did I come back with five more talents from the five my master gave me just to get what? More work? There it is, my dear friends. There is the, quote, reward of the spiritual life. Faithfulness in a few things allows us to be given more things about which we can be faithful. It's not a question of simply working hard to a certain point and then entering into, entering into some kind of spiritual retirement plan that the Lord affords us. No, he's expecting us to continue to cooperate with him, to continue to work with him. I need some coffee. The sounds of it, I'm losing my voice. Inadvertently, the, the one talent servant, if you want to call him that, give him that kind of name, moniker, the one talent servant, he gives us an insight into this expectation. 
He says to his master, You reap where you did not sow, and you gather where you did not scatter. And that is true of the Lord. The Lord, not because he wants us to be afraid of him, but the Lord allows us to cooperate with him. We ourselves are called to sow the seed of faith, to multiply the talent of faith, and to sow that in all of our various circumstances and experiences in life, so that later on the Lord himself will come and gather the harvest. Which brings us to the third interpretation or understanding of this talent that we have in the gospel. It is the gift of faith. The lazy slave, he is condemned by his own inaction. He says to his master, I went and hid your talent in the ground. He was paralyzed by the knot, K-N-O-T, the knot of fear. And he brings to the master this one talent, probably in the same wrapping paper it was in when he first received it. When you and I go before the Lord on the day of our judgment, we're not called to go before the Lord with pristine, clean hands. We need to go before the Lord with dirty hands, hands that have worked in the kingdom to produce a harvest worthy of the Lord. Go before the Lord with our arms filled with produce that comes from saying yes to the Lord every day, living our life according to his will, his plan, his purpose for our life. We have not all received the same talents, but we can all exercise the same commitment, the same effort of putting ourselves into the service of the Lord. What we have is not to be protected and kept just for ourselves. The only way we keep what we have, ironically, as the gospel tells us, is by giving it away. How appropriate, as I was thinking and reflecting this week on this gospel passage, that this is a passage for our modern times. How many of us are tempted to imitate the action of this one-talent servant who was condemned for his inaction? How many of us are tempted to bury the talent of faith that we have received, whether at school, whether at work, or at the gym, or the coffee shop, or on the street, or in a restaurant? The temptation is real. I'm not sitting here, you know, in this little cute studio I've developed for myself and drinking some nice coffee here, saying it's easy. It's not. But by the grace of God, it is possible. When we open our heart to receive the gift of his mercy and his forgiveness, he wants to set us free. Yes, we commit ourselves on this world day of the poor to helping those who have not, but I also I let Jesus minister to me because I have nots in my life. K-N-O-T-S. Which brings me to the point <laughs> of this, <coughs> excuse me, brings me to the point of this podcast. 
letting the Lord Jesus untie the knots of our life. I came across this prayer. It's called the Knots Prayer, K-N-O-T-S, a number of years ago, and I've kept it in my little tickle trunk of ideas and reflections and uses for homilies and talks and whatnot, and ta-da, it is relevant today. So I want to lead you in this The Knots Prayer. You can find it on the internet. The author is unknown as a way of responding to this word today. We want to be like the capable wife in Proverbs. We want to be like the industrious servants who were given five and two talents and multiplied them to glorify their master as we want to glorify the Lord. And so let us pray. I invite you now just to place your hand uh, on your heart. And as I pray these words, I invite you to just let them enter into your heart and in your mind as I do so myself. So come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Dear God, please untie the knots that are in my mind, my heart, and my life. Remove the have-nots, can-nots, and the do-nots. Erase the will-nots, the may-nots, and might-nots that may find a home in my heart. Release me from the could-nots, would-nots, and should-nots that obstruct my life. And most of all, dear God, I ask, remove from my mind, my heart, and my life the am-nots that I have allowed to hold me back especially a thought that I am not good enough. Amen. Well, there you go, my dear friends. That was a bit different, eh? But hey, that's why the gospel is so exciting. It's so applicable and practical in all kinds of different areas and ways in, in our life. Thank you for your continued support and encouragement of this ministry. Stay caffeinated, and remember, when we are powerless, that is when we are strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. And may Almighty God bless you now, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God love you.